0: You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation People and Profits podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and I want to thank you for joining us for this episode today. Before we get into the episode, please head over to our Facebook group, NG Cheer and Gymnastics Owners, and join that group if you are a gym owner of a cheer or a gymnastics gym, and Make sure you check out our webpage, nextgenowners.com, where we have a ton of great information. You can subscribe to our blog and get email updates and all sorts of amazing content sent directly to you, just like this podcast. All right. So let's get into the episode. Who else right now is overtasked? Like, I'm talking to you. I'm recording this episode. It's October 7th, and I am crazy busy. Like over the top, I am so busy with all the different things I have going on at the gym, outside of the gym, with Next Gen. I am just, I'm slammed. And on top of it all, it's competition season coming up. So it's only going to get worse. And my, my stress levels are only going to get higher as things progress. So I felt inclined to record this episode. I want to talk about running an effective business during comp season. So I've got three key ideas, key suggestions that I think can help you run your business effectively while you are in the middle of competition season because oftentimes it gets neglected. Number one is delegate the things that you do not need to be doing. Number two, plan ahead and put information out now, i.e. early. And number three, make it a point to visit each team's practices within the next two weeks. And I'm gonna go through each one of those in detail of why I think you should do them and how I think they're going to help you. Now this all started because uh, I was looking at my calendar the other day and I will be honest, I was a little bit nervous. Uh, My work calendar is insane. I'm doing choreography every single weekend all the way through October. I've been doing choreography since mid-September. So I've been gone every weekend doing choreography for high school teams and youth teams and other all-star programs, along with doing choreography for my own teams, along with trying to do staff training and everything else I'm trying to do within the gym and a million other things. And I'm trying to take a a more engaged role in the gym uh, right now And I'm really trying to launch it into the stratosphere. So I'm getting more involved with that. I still coach two teams. I still have my kids. Next Gen is amazing. And we've got tons of amazing new clients that I'm getting to be on -on one-on-one coaching calls with. And things are just kind of wild and crazy right now. So I was looking at my calendar and I was realizing that competition season for me starts in December. But my showcase is November 20th. And that is just a little over a month away just a little over, which is barely anything. So I'm realizing, holy crud, I'm going to be doing choreography through October by the time that's done, and then I start my crazy work cycle working 14 days straight for 15 hours a day. When that's over, I'm a week away from showcase. Like, holy moly, this is not going to get easier. And so if I'm feeling that way, I know other owners have to be feeling that way. I know that other gym owners are out there going competition seasons right around the corner. I'm overwhelmed. I have too much stuff going on and I don't have time to do all of these suggestions that Danielle is sending out an email. I don't have time to implement all these programs because I'm already out of time. You know, it's Friday. um, I'm recording this episode and honestly, I've been working from 7am i took a lunch break and i have been working ever since i've worked all day it's now 5:50pm and i'm going to record this episode and then hop off and enjoy some time with my kids but i feel like i don't have any more time available in my day to really give so how do we have a successful competition season which is already a stressful time while also focusing on growing our business and running a great one so i mentioned that the number 1 thing The first thing to do is delegate the things you do not need to be doing. You need to delegate out tasks that take up your time unnecessarily or are things that you just don't love to do, like things that you don't like doing. Spend more time doing the things you love to do. Spend more time doing things that grow your business and less time doing things that are menial tasks that you could pay someone else to do for you. Like, do you need to be the one? Making your USASF or WASF or whatever rosters that you have to submit for competition, are you the person that has to do that? Is that really an owner level skill, or is it just too complicated to teach someone else how to do it? So you keep doing it, but really it takes up five hours of your day pre-competition, putting all this stuff together, putting all this information together, getting all the music licenses, doing all that end stuff, all that stuff, right? So is that something that you need to be doing? Do you need to be the person making the hotel reservations and booking the flights for staff and doing all of those other things? Or is that something you could delegate to an all-star director or a staff member or someone else? Do you need to put together the competition information packet, which I recommend you put something like that out, but if you do, are you the person who has to do it? Do you have to be the one to make the schedule or could you train someone else to do those things? these are all little things related to competition season that take up owner's time and end up being time sucks and not value ads. They're just tasks that need to happen. Now, am I saying you should never do things that need to happen? No. If you listen to my podcast about why I do the dishes, I talk about doing menial tasks sometimes when necessary. But if you are already out of time and you have no more time to do the things that are going to grow your business and help your business run more effectively, then you need to be focusing on making time to do those things and not spending your time doing tasks that are not doing those things and not driving your business towards success. So if you don't get it off of your plate, you're going to focus on things you should, you're not going to focus on the things you should be doing as an owner and those things will be neglected and then your business will struggle and the stress will only increase. Number two is planning ahead. All right, we need to plan ahead and put information out as early as we possibly can. Now, I know this becomes a challenge challenging competition season because we're oftentimes waiting for competition companies to give us information. We're waiting for them to tell us what the schedule is. We're waiting for them to tell us what the hotel block is and when it is open, right? We're waiting on those pieces of information. But that doesn't mean you can't put out 80% of the information. You don't need to wait for the full schedule to put out, hey, this is where the competition is. This is the address. This is uh, the hours that we're anticipating competing. Uh, We will get you the vinyl schedule when we have it. These are all the things you need to know about the competition. You can put that information out now, and you can post it somewhere where it can be easily found. It can be a pinned post. It can be on band. You can put it on your website. You can put it in a multitude of places right? So we can put information out early and get that off of our plate. So we're not having to put out as much information right before the competition. Yes, we're going to have to put out uh, the schedule that the competition put out. We're going to have to put out some, some minor details, but hopefully those are few and far between. They're smaller things rather than having to put everything out right before the event. So we can get ahead of the game by putting information out early and putting information out now. We also want to be planning ahead for future things that help us grow our business. Like right now, it is October. And if you don't start thinking about your 2023-2024 packet in November, late December, you're going to be behind the curve because come January, you're going to be needing to push one or get one built and push one out and get things together So you can have an all-star packet for people to start consuming and start promoting by late February. And those things take time to build. And there's a lot of nuance that goes into building a good all-star packet. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of budgeting. There's a lot of strategy in building that packet. So if you're not starting it early and you're not thinking ahead, you're going to be behind the curve. And you don't want to be mid-February at the height of competition season when you are the most stressed out trying to also on top of that build an all-star packet for the next season. So think about those things now. Get them off your plate and take care of them early to reduce stress and run a more effective business because things will be systemized and happening easily and not getting delayed and you're not going to be trying to spin 52 plates and keep them all in the air. You're just going to have five because you've already spun the plates, got them going, and now you have someone else managing it and you don't have to do it anymore. So plan those things ahead. And I mentioned mentioned next season packet because that's really always a big one, but there's a number of things you can be planning ahead. Like why are you not buying plane tickets now for events that are gonna happen in February? Maybe you're waiting for the perfect price, okay, but like you can get ahead of the game. Why are you not booking things well in advance so they're off your plate? Right, Plan those things ahead, get rid of them, don't deal with them, get them off your mind, put it out to your staff and your families, and then be done with it. You don't need to be waiting and holding things till the last minute. Because if you are, you're always going to be reactive and you're always going to just be putting out fires. All right, the last thing I'm going to suggest to you for running an effective business during comp season is visit each team's practice within the next two weeks. If you're listening to this around October, if you're listening to it later, visit right now if you have not. Um, Within the next two weeks, for these specific reasons on how it relates to uh, overall business success, number one, you need to get your eyeballs on how your routines are developing because that is going to have a direct impact on your retention of your all-star program, the success of your all-star program, and what is going on with the branding of your gym on the teams that you don't coach. You need to get to practices. You need to see what is happening. And I'm, I'm saying this from the perspective of someone who needs to do the same thing. And it's really hard. That would mean I would have to skip some of my team's practices, but I need to do it. I need to get to other teams' practices and watch how their routine is coming together. And yeah, you can do these things through video, but you don't get culture through video. You don't see how your culture is being enforced. You don't see how the coaches are coaching through just a video of the routine. So get into the gym, get the feel for the team. Because if you know now in October that the team is behind and they're not going to be ready in December unless you make some changes, now you have an opportunity to react versus we do our showcase for us November 20th and we compete the next weekend. I don't have time to make a correction. Like we're going to have Thanksgiving and then we come back and we have three practices and then it's comp time. I'm not going to have time to fix that problem but now I do. So I want to get to those practices. I want to get my eyeballs on things so I can be paying close attention and uh, implementing things that are going to help with retention right now, implementing things that are going to help with the success of the team right now, and guiding my staff and making sure that my brand is going to be presented in a way that I want it to be presented when we take the competition floor. Because competition is not only just about competition, it is also about branding your program and being that program that people see at every single level. And they go, wow, they're great. I would love my athlete to be a part of that. That is how you, uh, ethically recruit within all-star cheerleading. Should you call other kids, teams, kids? No. Should you like actively be recruiting their members, like going out and reaching out to them and trying to talk to the parents cold calling them at competitions, walking up and talking about their athlete. No, you really shouldn't. You recruit by doing a great job on the mat and making people see you and go, wow, they're great. That is how you ethically recruit by that's your, that's your marketing. People are going to watch you. They're going to see the way you conduct yourself at competitions. They're going to see the information that your parents have and how put together you are. And that is how you get uh, more people who've already been an all star to come to your gym in an ethical manner because you're just letting your product speak for itself. So as you leave the podcast, I want to tell you one thing. So Danielle released a a packet this last month that was absolutely phenomenal. It was gold, and it was all about doing more of what you love and less of what you don't love. And it was really all about how do you set yourself up to delegate these things that are time sucks and make more time for you as an owner to do the things you should be working on and want to be working on. And it was so, so good. And I got to tell you, not as many people took advantage of it as they should have. So please go take advantage of that packet. Request it. We'll get it sent to you. It's got so much good information. It's totally free. And it will help you learn how to delegate, learn how to create more time in your day, and make more opportunity for you to do the things that you love to do and the things that you're really good at versus spending time registering people for competitions. All right. Time is uh, the commodity that we can't get back. It is always going away and we can't buy more of it. So we have to use it very intentionally. I highly encourage you to follow these three steps so you can run an effective business during competition season. You don't want to have a great competitive program, but then a floundering business because then you're going to go out of business. And I got to tell you, I've seen amazing programs that go and win competitions and win at big events and are well known, go out of business because they're not run well, because they're only focused on the trophy. Well, the trophy doesn't pay the bills. You can't melt that thing down, and then pay your rent with it. You can't take that banner and sell it and get a bunch of money and then pay your rent and pay your staff. you got to run a great business in order to have a great business, uh, in order to make money, in order to have a profit where you can pay yourself, you can pay your staff, you can pay your rent, and you can provide more opportunities for your athletes. So as we wrap the episode up, I want you to spend just five minutes writing down all the things that you do that you hate doing slash eat up your time related to competition season. And then I want you to pick someone for each one of those things that you could train to do it within your business. Ideally, this person is an employee, but pick someone that you could train to do that thing. Number two, I want you to figure out what information you can decide right now and get out and off your plate as early as possible. And then lastly, determine the days and times you're going to attend your team's practices this coming weeks. Put them in your calendar and stick to it and get your eyes on your teams and see how they're doing and see how ready they are for the competition season. All right, everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this episode. I know it was a quick one. If you didn't check out my last episode with Colonel Riddle, it was an amazing one. I had a a lot of fun interviewing him. Um, Also, as a note, I am going to be changing the release dates to Tuesdays and Fridays or Tuesdays and Saturdays away from Fridays. I need the Fridays to be able to record great content for you. That tends to be when I do my episodes um, where I'm interviewing people. So we're just going to be adjusting to Tuesday and Saturday. So make sure you stay tuned for our releases on Saturday um, from now on, as opposed to on Fridays. I hope you love this episode. If you did make sure that you leave us a great review, subscribe and share this podcast with people who might appreciate it. Lastly, if you're looking for another great podcast to check out, make sure you check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. It's a phenomenal one. I've been a guest on it a couple times. He's been a guest on mine. Great person, uh, great podcast. Make sure you check it out. All right. With that one, we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.